Hey, hey, this is Kelvin. Uh, welcome to episode 32 of Res Metal Podcast. On this episode, I talk with the band Cryptic Mutation, and I speak with two members, Chris and Fred. Chris, the vocalist, and Fred, uh, one of the guitarists. Uh, I recently got into Cryptic Mutation. I uh, was actually just watching some YouTube videos and I saw the album cover for their new album, uh, Pulled from the Pit. And the album cover just, yeah, really stood out to me. It really kind of kind of had like a thrash metal vibe, um, like a lot of, you know, sick gore with um, some um, like impaled, um, you know, people being eaten by a mutant and... Um, yeah, it was pretty sick, so I went ahead and looked into them more and um, found they're on the Redefining Darkness label, which, uh, if you don't know, is a pretty cool label who supports a lot of uh, underground uh, metal, uh, most, and a lot of death metal. But, um, yeah, I went ahead and picked up their uh, album, Pulled from the Pit, and, um, yeah, really sick. You know, it's really, uh, really cool. Uh, it has kind of like a thrash metal kind of like uh uh foundation and then you know a lot of heavy like you know death metal influences um yeah so i reached out to the band and um actually what what i did was um i ordered the cd on bandcamp and on bandcamp you can um include a, a message to the band and i just wrote like hey you know i do a podcast you guys want to talk with me and then i got a response uh, a couple days later so that was pretty cool. Um, they're, you know, really, really nice and, uh, you know, nice enough to talk with me. So it was, you know, really cool of them. And, um, yeah, I hope uh, everyone can check it out. Um, you know, check out their music. They have a album that just came out a couple months ago, um, called pulled from the pit. So I'll definitely play a, a clip from that. And then, uh, yeah, I just really, uh, encourage people to, you know, support them and, um, you know, stream their whole album on one of the streaming services or, you know, go ahead and just, you know, pick up their, uh, album if you can. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just play a, a clip of a song. I think I'm going to play a clip from one of the songs called, um, uh, let's go, s uh, brain splatter. That one's pretty cool. Anyway, check it out. Um, and then, uh, right after that, I'm going to play the interview. So check it out. Thanks again for joining me. And um, do, you, do you guys mind introducing yourselves? Sure, I'll go first. Uh, my name is Chris DeLeon, and I'm the lead vocalist for Cryptic Mutation. Uh, hey, what's up, everyone? Fred, uh, lead and rhythm guitar for the band. Awesome. Um, yeah, and uh, I just want to appreciate the time you guys took out of your day to call in. It's um, it's cool. I've really been digging cryptic mutation. I 
picked up on uh cryptic mutation uh you know I, I watch a lot of like youtube and then um um specifically <laughs> i watch like uh death metal fans who like you know show off their collections and i forget the name of the youtuber but he he was showing the cryptic mutation pulled from the pit um, album and i was just blown away by the album cover and yeah that's I, really cool man yeah i forget his the the youtuber i think his name's like death doom um, basically he just like you know shows like his collection that's really cool man is he a british dude or yeah yeah that british he has like a like an english accent yeah oh yeah 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 i, I remember now yeah yeah, we saw that. That was pretty awesome. That was really yeah. cool of him to, to to go ahead and show off the album for us. Uh, it's actually been really cool that anyone actually has been showing off like their collection, and as and with ours being within that collection, it's a really great feeling. So uh, we really appreciate everyone who who's done that for us so far, picking up the album and of course uh, showcasing it within their pickups for the week. For sure um yeah especially now with the pandemic and you know there's not a lot of live shows so it's a good way to like you know get your name out there yeah and so it's it's very appreciated to see that kind of support and it's great uh, knowing that that uh you know word gets around that way so again thank you all so much for doing that for ourselves and other bands of course yeah and i was also able to check out a podcast interview you guys a podcast interview you guys did on scatterbrain podcasts yeah 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 that was, that, cool. that was cool yeah um we did that not too long ago and the guys on that podcast are really great so uh of course we were we're we're, we're more than happy to do a podcast with them so uh really great stuff coming out of those guys so anytime we get a chance to do podcasts like this man we're totally down so yeah yeah i just hope you guys can get you know Get more recognition for all the all the work you guys put into the album you guys put out yeah thank you um yeah, yeah and then just uh you know going kind of starting with some of the questions that I came up with um uh i understand you guys have been around since like 2019 but um how did you guys start and uh was there anyone in particular that um started the band or who, who came up with the idea to start the band um, so, uh, Fred and I have been friends for like the longest time and, uh, growing up like down here where we're from, like we've been in separate bands before and, um, we, we've just been pretty knit tight as far as like, uh, members of the music scene. And also Fred and I both have like an art background. So aside from playing music together, uh, at least in the future, so we never played together in the beginning but our, our bands are, at the time would play shows together. Uh, we would also keep in touch as far as like the whole art scene, him and I would pretty much get together on days off to just kind of like form a little like art club, I guess you could say like on Sunday afternoons and get together and start drawing. And uh, so, yeah, Fred and I pretty much have been friends for like a good while. And it wasn't until, you know, years later that we decided to kind of like mess with the idea of, uh, of, uh, starting a band at least together. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a natural thing, you know, cause like Chris said, we had that history of being in band. So we, we knew the, uh, the other was like, uh, you know, a talented musician, you know, in their own right. So it really kind of moved together together quickly once we decided to like, Hey, let's, let's try it. Let's just see what happens. We didn't have any like, huge uh like goal in mind like we're gonna do this or we're gonna do that like let's just jam and see how it goes but once we saw that it, it sounded pretty cool that's when we started thinking like hey maybe we can do this or we can set some goals for ourselves and and try and reach them 
Yeah. And, and I've always been kind of like a, well, at least for me, like I've always been somewhat of a goal setter. Uh, it's just that, you know, when you're a little, little bit younger back in the day, like, uh, playing in bands was just really fun. Uh, as at least for me, as I became an adult, like it was something I was like, you know what, like I, I want to, I want to try and do a little bit more. Uh, I want to try and get like an actual album together before we actually play shows. And especially like the, the amount of talent that we recruited for this band, it, it, it was kind of like a, kind of like an all-star lineup down here because everyone's been in like their, their, you know, in separate bands before respectfully, uh, growing up. And, and what was really cool was that we all kind of just like formed together, like as like, Oh crap, like we're going to have this guy and that guy, you know what I mean? Like it, it was really cool. So, uh, the fact that we had that much, I guess, talent that was going to be forming under one roof. Uh, that was when I kind of was like, you know what, I, I want to do a little bit more. I want to try and get, uh, an album done the right way. And, and hopefully, you know, at least, uh, get, get, a get on a label to at least help us like distribute like our music. So, yeah. For, uh, a quick question. How is the, like the music scene in your area? You guys are in McAllen, Texas, right? Yeah. Like it has its ups and downs, not to say that there's no like talent or anything down here, but we kind of see like, we kind of see it like, uh, go up and down, up and down. You know what I mean? Um, around the time that Fred and I were playing back in the day in these separate bands, uh, the music scene was really awesome. Like it, it was really cool. A lot of people were getting together, like almost like every weekend, uh, we, we had like the typical hot spots as far as, uh, venues. So it was just really fun seeing all that. Uh, eventually I, I at least to me, I, I didn't really go to too many shows after a while. Um, I felt like there was kind of like a decline in the scene. We kind of hit that point where, where people that were going to shows were mainly just hanging outside, not necessarily like going inside to like, uh, see like the bands play. So at least to me, that's when it kind of felt a little like, eh, to me at least. And, um, that's when I kind of pulled back from the scene. Um, just like I was speaking about this, I usually speak about this a lot, but, uh, I had actually taken time away from the music scene to, to hop into the competitive gaming scene. Like I'm a huge gamer. So that time off that I had where I wasn't being in a band, I was actually competing and going out of town, uh, different States to compete in fighting games. So around that time, I didn't really see or pay attention to the music scene. Yeah. And, uh, how about uh, Fred? Fred, Fred yeah. were you still involved in the music scene while Chris was, uh, you know, getting involved with the competitive gaming? Uh, yeah. After our first, like, like main band that me and Efren actually, and John, who's currently like those two guys are in cryptic mutation. We were in all in a band together years ago. Um, and it lasted a good while, you know, we were getting some, gaining some steam and then it kind of just fell apart. And then after a while, uh, Efren and I continued, um, he's our bass player, but, uh, he ended up switching to drums. Cause we, I mean, finding a good drummer down here is like really hard. We're not like Houston, Austin, or San Antonio, Dallas, like the big cities where I'm, I assume there's a ton of like, awesome musicians just everywhere. Um, here it's a little harder because like whatever, whenever you find a good drummer, they're usually like in two or three bands because yeah. even, like I said, it's hard to find. So Efren joined on drums. We did that band for about a year or so. We started playing some shows around that time. I was starting my career in, in teaching. I'm an, I'm an art teacher by day. And uh, it was just getting 
I was just settling into that. So I needed to focus on that a little bit more. And so I kind of like stepped away from the music scene for a while, for a while. And, uh, yeah, I, that's probably around the time Chris was getting into the gaming and then for good 10 years, I just, I focused on that and I didn't really think like a band was anything that I would be able to come back to. I felt that ship had sailed, so I wasn't really concerned and I was fine with it. You know, I wasn't, uh, like bummed or anything like that. I had fun. You know, I met a lot of great people. Obviously I'm still friends with a lot of the people that I met that first time around in different bands. Uh, so the fact that this band came together as naturally as it has and is getting, you know, this recognition, whatever it is that we're getting, like it's, it's freaking mind blowing. You know, just the fact that someone in England, someone in Arizona is like checking out music we made way the hell here in South Texas. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. When you guys started, um, kind of like, uh, it sounds like you guys all kind of came back together. Like, um, not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, how did you guys like get inspired or influences to make, uh, the sound you guys are doing with cryptic mutation. Okay. So, uh, well, we've all been all about like just heavy music in general growing up. Um, you know, our, our tastes are a little bit different here and there, but essentially it's all the same when it comes to just wanting something very heavy. Um, so when we decided on how we were going to go about this, like my previous bands that I'd been in, I considered them heavy. Uh, but I also didn't want to like repeat what I was doing back then. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to go ahead and kind of grow. Um, cause you know, of course, when you, when you work with different musicians, you guys kind of have to like find like that, 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 uh, middle ground where you're like, okay, we're going to play like this. We're going to play like that. That way everyone's kind of like on the same page. Um, so when it came to crypt mutation, I was already like, I was, fe- I, I knew the guys that I was, I was going to be playing with in this band were, were, uh, we're going to be like, monstrous in terms of like what we're going to be performing like you know our riffs were going to be a lot heavier and i've always liked i've always loved just heavy music like i said so uh previous bands although they were good they weren't as heavy like because they couldn't do what's being done right now uh so the fact that i was kind of like okay uh this is where i have to up my game and this is where i can finally actually uh do vocally what i've always wanted to i've just never had the opportunity uh, just like I said, to fit the style. And, uh, when we all agreed, like, you know what, like, let's keep it like death metal for the most part, but let's go ahead and, and sprinkle different, different styles within it. But it's not too different because you can still tell that we're trying to like what we're trying to go for. But of course we also want to be different on the albums or, or on the album or future albums where we want to sprinkle in some thrash. We want to sprinkle in some melodic death metal, uh, just black metal, like stuff like that. So that's where it kind of fell into place where we're like, we were understanding like, okay, we're going to be really brutal, but we're going to try and also change it up since all of us can kind of like add something to, to the, the album. Like I said, like, uh, cause we all play guitar, like all of us know how to play guitar. So it's really cool that, that we're all able to uh, contribute. And, and that's where we kind of got like the sound of pull from the pit. Like we, um, it's it's a very straightforward heavy album but we still kind of have like different sounds going on within the tracks yeah yeah to, uh, to be piggyback off of that uh like we all have our, our our main influences right like for death metal like dying fetus suffocation cannibal corpse morbid angel uh chris is big into dismember yeah uh, 
there's so many that I can think of just off the top of my head. Those are the ones that come to mind. But then, you know, a lot of us also love like thrash, you know, like the typical, the big four, but like Sepultura is real big for me. Uh, even the more modern thrash, you know, we like a lot of that stuff. Evil, Municipal Waste, like, I mean, all those different kinds of bands. And then there's yeah. even hard. I love hardcore. Like as far as heavy music, I love um, pretty much most of it. Yeah. And so it, it does find its way into our riffs, especially like Chris said, we all kind of contribute. Uh, and so we kind of like write on our own, you know, like just mess around, you know, how riffs are made and we'll bring them to the band and then we'll kind of go from there. And a lot of the stuff on the, on this album was written kind of on the spot. You know, we're like one, one dude will pick up a guitar, just start riffing out. Danny on drums just starts following it. And then we're like, Oh shit, that sounds awesome. Let's keep going with that. And then we'll just kind of build off from there until we kind of hit a wall or run out of steam. And then we'll make sure we record it and save it. Like, all right, guys, that's going to be a song. Let's let's work on that in the future. We kind of just let it go naturally, you know, just whatever works. And you know, there's so many different ways. Yeah, I feel like we're pretty like disciplined in, in terms of like creating music because we're not we don't argue of like, nah, nah, I don't want to do that. Let's do this. You know, it's we kind of like uh, we see like, I guess, like a glimpse of like, oh, man, this can be this can work. Let's see what Fred's coming up with. Like, let's keep working at that till we get it done right um so it's never like i don't think there's been many songs actually that we've worked on we're like nah that thing sucks like get rid of it um mm -hmm. uh so so it's cool to to actually like i said be on the same page almost every single time and um yeah I, I, that's what i love about this band because uh th there's so much i guess like going on like within each individual's mind like okay i came up with this riff and we hear and like we just know like okay that's gonna work you know what i mean so um and i i think that just comes from like the years of us just being musicians and also like just having having a good time listening to music you know so uh yeah. it, it definitely i i could say like we matured as as musicians you know at, at the age that we're at right now and it, and it shows that that we all work really well together. So awesome. Um, a quick question: Did you guys have any like uh, personal like inspirations? Like Chris, did you did you have like a vocalist that you you know were really like uh, influenced by? Uh, as far as like a particular vocalist, no, because I've always felt that like, and I'm not saying this to try and get like people to toot my horn, right? And I'm not to my own horn either right i've always felt like man i suck i suck you know what i mean but that's just more like a uh a hard critique that that pushes me um as far as like who i'd like to sound like man like there's not really one in particular um but i i've just really loved a lot of different like metal bands growing up uh, like fred mentioned before like one of my favorite bands is dismember uh that was probably like one of the first real death metal bands that i got into uh at a young age like uh it, it was kind of like maybe like high school like freshman year that was when i really was like looking for I, I was going through just albums like based off of uh album covers and um i know for sure that band influenced me guitar wise but as far as like vocals i kind of just wanted to at least feel like I, I belong like in the metal realm and not so much trying to copy anyone, but I definitely wanted to try and, and uh, I guess somewhat impress like the, the, the metal vocalists, like just all around, you know, cause uh, I can't really 
pick out who I'd want to sound like, like I said, but I, I, I tried really hard to make sure that I at least could like hang with those types of vocalists. You know what I mean? So, yeah. How about you, Fred? Was there any like guitarists that you, uh, kind of like drew a lot of inspiration from or, or oh, oh, for sure. Um, like just in general, like my earliest heroes were, you know, no surprise, you know, like James Hetfield, Kirk Hammett, Andreas Kisser from, um, Sepultura, you know, Max, like the, the, the writing of those riffs is just awesome. Um, you know, and then of course like Dimebag, Dime, Dime is a huge, huge inspiration. Not that I try to play like him. Cause honestly, I don't think anybody can anyway, but just like his energy and his, his, like, you could tell that he really loved playing guitar and it was fun for him. And I try to keep that mindset. Um, and then it, the list goes on, you know, so many, so many players, uh, Randy Rhodes was a huge early influence. Um, so, you know, it, it just goes from there. And, you know, as far as like death metal, I mean, uh, so many people blow my mind, you know, like uh, cannibal corpse was a huge one at the beginning. Dying fetus, a uh, dying fetus. So like John Gallagher, um, you know, all those dudes, um, what's his name? Sparky. Right. Uh, I think that was a dude from, from, uh, so, so many bands that, that, you know, constantly, I think like all their, all their influences is somehow sprinkled into the way I play. Uh, and each band member has their own cocktail of influences, you know, like Chris was saying mm -hmm. his Efren definitely has uh, influences as far as riff writing that I necessarily don't have. Uh, like bands that he's, he loves, I kind of like, I'm aware of, and I don't listen to it that much and then vice versa. And so when you put it all together, they kind of, they, they, they bleed into each other in certain ways. And then they kind of go into unexpected way areas, like, especially Efren, Efren writes riffs that blow me away as far as like, I never would have thought to do that <laughs> yeah. or, or play it that way, uh, or use like the fingerings that he does since he's not a schooled musician. He, he's the, he's the outlier in the group where I, without, I don't want it to sound like an insult. Like, like I said, okay, I'll just leave it at that. He's not a, he, he never took lessons. He's just a, a naturally skilled musician. It just comes naturally to him. So he does stuff that you would, you would say like, Hey, technically they shouldn't, you shouldn't do it that way, but it leads it, to such it works. that it's like, okay, you know what? I can't play it that way. I'm going to figure out my way to play it. There's a few songs that, I have to switch the fingerings on because I just can't play it the way he does. As long as I hit the right notes on the on the right time, I'll be fine and no one will be the wiser, but uh, <laughs> it works. Yeah. And, and like, it pushes me to become a better, I, I for sure have become a better musician in the last couple of years band than I have, you know, in all the years prior in yeah. same thing with vocals. I think this band just pushes pushed a lot of people like you know within it because to be to be honest like when i first started as the vocalist i was like okay i suck like i was i was very um i almost felt like i was going to be dead weight just because it had been almost like man like 10 years since i did anything vocally right uh but the fact that like i was like you know what no like i need i need to i need to go ahead and 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 push myself to to make these dudes sound great and so, um, that was like my, my influence for sure. Like, I was like, man, I, I do not want to be like the reason why this band is not good, you know? And, yeah. and so it, it definitely pushed me. Like I said, uh, I always knew these guys were very good musicians and it wasn't until it was like, just dropped in my face. Like, okay, uh, this is, I gotta, I gotta do better. So, and, and yeah, eventually like it, it was, it started coming back to me. Uh, and then, then some, like I started doing stuff vocally 
that I wasn't doing previously. And yeah, like it, it's great, you know, I'm not straining myself or anything. So I, I was able to find like that area of, of uh, being comfortable producing the vocals the way I do them. So cool. Yeah, no, I honestly, I haven't heard any bands sound like crypt- cryptic mutation in a while. So you guys really came up with a, uh, a really cool sound with a lot of different influences. I think there actually, there was one band, I think from like the early two thousands, um, I don't know. I don't think they're around anymore, but I think they were called like watch them die. And they were like a, like a brashy, like death metal band from like LA. Okay. I mean, kind of like, yeah, th- I mean, that's, but for the most part, I don't really hear any other bands sounding like cryptic mutations. So that's pretty, that's awesome. yeah, pretty, uh, pretty unique sounding. Um, and Thanks. then yeah, you guys, when you guys started, were you able to get like some live shows before like the pandemic stopped everything? So, so no, actually, because, uh, cause like I said, like we had some goals set and one of the, the, the main goal was that, okay, like before we play any shows, let's try and like write and record like a whole album and then we can debut like down here, um, and be like, Hey, guess what guys? Like out of nowhere, you know, here's a band have an album you can buy. You know what I mean? We really wanted to do something a little bit different just because like I said, we've been in bands before where we start, we started off and when we played shows, played shows and eventually we tried recording. And so, like I said, to me, like we, we felt a little bit more mature about it now because we've done a lot of shows back in the day, but we were never really uh, around people that wanted to like actually write and record an album first. And that's what we did. And unfortunately that was also, what kind of sucked for us at the same time, because we, we didn't realize that there was going to be a pandemic happening within the time that we we're about to come close to finishing the album. You know what I mean? So that really stopped us from being able to play any shows whatsoever. And, um, it, it was, you know, it was kind of like, Oh man, that really sucks. Like we just, we didn't get to play anything at all before this pandemic, but at the same time it was like, it's okay once uh once you know at least like for the studio once they get cleared like they can have us back in there we can go ahead and focus on on finishing the album at least and then eventually we'll we'll worry about playing shows later because at that point like everything was shut down so yeah i think it was like a blessing in disguise towards Mm -hmm. the end because it kind of let us catch up you know we weren't playing you know like we didn't feel like, oh, we're behind, like this band's already coming out or this band is playing shows and they're, they're getting some recognition. We were able to kind of like finish the album, get it all done and then drop it once like things were getting close to normal to start playing shows. So uh, like like the pandemic, while it sucked, it gave us a window of time to complete the recording so that mm-hmm. way we could come out right out of the gates when other people are ready to play shows. Hey, we are too, but we also have a product that we can share with everyone and promote mm-hmm. and stuff it kind of worked out to our favor uh, to a certain extent right um and then uh just like recording and uh, writing and recording the album did you guys like just do it like at home uh, in separate spaces or you know, do you guys have to like come together to the studio or so uh like i said before the pandemic started we were actually going to a studio down here called uh, Widowmaker studio um and shout out josh yeah. Shout out to Josh Lopez for, for, uh, you know, uh, be, being the main guy recording us. Um, and you know, Josh is a very talented musician himself. So he knew exactly like what we were going for as far as like, uh, you know, wanting to sound heavy and all that. So we were at his studio, like as a band, you know, doing our parts here and there. 
but like I said, it wasn't until, uh, man, it, cause we were in the studio. It, we were kind of like in, in different schedules as far as like when he could take us in. So it wasn't like a, like a whole week or two that we did this. It was more like spread out within like a few months actually. And then that's when, like I said, the pandemic just hit us out of nowhere. So we had to come to a halt as far as like finishing what we needed to finish. Good and, um, what's that? It was like a good half year before we felt like it was like before we were able to go back into the studio to complete the last mm -hmm. part. It yeah. felt like forever. And the yeah, whole time we did that we were really a band. We didn't have a social media presence to speak of. We were, it was very much a top secret project for the better mm -hmm. part of two by by plan basically though yeah i think that's what it was we wanted to be like a top secret band and all of a sudden like like whoa what the hell like where'd these guys come out of you know what i mean like it was almost it was fun the idea of being kind of like a like a knit tight secret uh but within you know that time that we were keeping it a secret we were actually doing a lot of work to get this done uh and and come out like with a bang as far as our debut but like I said, that, that pandemic just completely like crapped on that for us, but uh, it's okay though. You know, it's, it's fine. A lot of great things uh, came out of it regardless. Yeah. How did you guys get the attention of uh, redefining darkness? I'll let Fred say that story because you know, it was pretty much it started off with, with Fred. Yeah. Um, well I had, I was in contact with someone who, I had purchased a guitar from uh, Legion Guitars. Uh, shout out to Legion Guitars, a uh, really awesome company. Um, but I had I had reached out to them and we got to chat. Me and the, the dude that wrote, uh, I believe, it was CT. I think that's what his name is. Um, that's all I've ever known him as. So I don't know what his full name is. But anyway, uh, he was asking me like, "Yeah, man, so you in a band or something?" And I was like, "Yeah, actually, we're 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 kind of like in the studio right now, we're working on our debut and." I had sent him like a rough mix of one of the songs. At the time, like that's all we had. We hadn't really recorded anything properly. So I was listening to it a lot, you know, just stoked on the fact that, holy shit, this is my band, you know? So I was in a very like sharing type of mood and I sent him one track, <laughs> I remember which one. And even in its rough form, he really liked what he heard. He said, hey, uh, I know some people in record labels. Do you mind if I send this to them? And I was, what was I going to say? No, like, <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, they don't like it. Big deal. But yeah, I got into the uh, hands of Thomas from redefining shout out Thomas. Uh, and he, um, he really liked it. And he reached out to, uh, to me and to the band and we just started, you know, a dialogue and it kind of went from there. And, you know, we were weary at first. Cause you know, we weren't, we, I personally had never dealt with a label to speak of, uh, Danny and John had, they, they were with a blast perversion. They had worked with Ossuary industries out of Houston. So they had some experience and by all accounts, all their experiences were very positive, but still, you know, we're reaching out We're you know, hearing from some dude from another part of the country. And so when we looked up his label, we're looking at the website and we're like, Holy shit, he's got like bands. We've actually heard of like, these are some heavy hitters. Like this guy wants yeah. to work with us. Yeah. And at the time, uh, <laughs> I was listening to, uh, this, this thrash band called, uh, Wraith. And, um, you know, I, I like those guys a lot and it just so happened that uh, at the time I didn't realize it, what label they were on, but they were on redefining darkness too. And I'm like, dude, that's so to me, like little things like that, I was like, dude, that's like a huge honor just because I love like this, this band in particular. And then checking out the rest of the lineup that was on there, they were very like, this very good bands. Like they're very respectful, uh, you know, to the, the genres that they were playing. And I'm just like, man, this is, 
this is, this is nice. This is really great. Like, you know, so the fact that Thomas was interested in us was, uh, was even more of a, of a boost as far as, um, like, you know, like that, that, uh, that, that music owner, you know what I mean? <laughs> so we, I was, I was really uh, about it. So it, it was so cool. Like a uh, very valid, uh, person to work with. And, and yeah, like he's treated us very well ever since. Nice. Yeah. One of the bands I like off of redefining darkness is, um, mall mall from Fargo, North Dakota. Okay. Um, yeah, they're right. super heavy, like, like death metal, like hardcore. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I spoke to their singer. His name's, uh, Gary. So he's really cool. Nice enough to talk with me for my podcast. Nice. And then another band I really like is they just put out a CD, uh, Tombstoner. Tombstoner. Yeah. Yeah. They're heavy. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. We, 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 uh, we just got their album in uh, about a week or two ago. I can't remember how long. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're, we're trying to like support, like, you know, the bands off of that out that, that label as well. And, uh, Tombstoner, they, they put out a, a really cool album late, uh, recently. So it's actually in my, my truck as we speak. So. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's really good. I, I got the CD, um, I think like last week and mm -hmm. yeah, I've been doing a lot of like mail orders since I pretty much, you know, I'm a, and I'm in a really rural location. Like there's no like record stores of, of any type around here. Probably the closest one would be like three hours from here. Like, oh yeah. But yeah, I've been big on like mail orders and just finding, uh, cool labels, like redefining darkness and like, mm -hmm. um, some other cool ones like, um, like maggot stomp and, um, yeah, just, just really cool stuff. Um, and that, yeah, that's, it's really, uh, really, really, really cool that you guys got on redefining darkness. Do you guys like have like, um, like uh merch you guys are going to be, uh, putting out? Yeah, actually, um, because Chris and I have our art background, uh, we have, uh, a, you know, a good little stockpile of, of designs that we are already in the process of discussing, getting made into shirts, um, maybe some other, uh, kind of, uh, merch, uh, another possibility later down the line with, uh, a pretty awesome company. I don't want to say it cause I don't know if it'll happen or not, but <laughs> we got stuff coming down the line that we're pretty stoked on and hopefully that all goes well. And we'll be putting it on our band camp with links and stuff. And we've been, you know, doing well with that selling at our live shows. Um, you know, and I definitely want to do uh, some design, at least t-shirt design with the album art. Yeah. It's, it's sick. Gee, that's like <laughs> one of the coolest parts of this whole process. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, Chris, you want to tell them how, how that came about? Yes. Uh, so we'll go right into, uh, you know, with the, with the album artwork. So like I said, this was before we, we landed uh, on um, redefining darkness. And uh, to me, like I said, this, this, everything kind of like aligned, the stars aligned how, how it worked out really well for us uh, just from beginning to end. So before we actually were in talks with redefining darkness uh, and during the, the pandemic, we were kind of like, well, Hey, like, I guess this might be a good time to actually, you know, not slow down with the band and let's try and get like an album cover done. Let's see what we can do. And we were kind of tossing around the ideas of what we potentially would want, but not so much who we'd want to, to do it. Right. And, um, to me, I was just like, man, let, let's get a badass fucking artist, man. Like let's, let's try and get in touch with, uh, with the dude that did municipal waste albums, man, like municipal waste. I love that band a lot. And, and, uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, 
of attention. You know what I mean? Like that something that's going to catch your eyes. And of course, if I didn't even know who municipal waste was just looking at their album, like the art of partying, like that, al- that album cover is really cool to me. Uh, and, you know, coming from an, from an artist perspective, like I was like, man, that's like a, a really, a, it's a sick album cover. And, and um, it's a little bit different from, from what you can typically see. Right. Uh, it reminded me a lot of like, almost like VHS artwork from back then. Um, or even like, it, re- it reminded me a lot of, uh, you know, growing up as a kid, I would buy a lot of, uh, trading cards and there was stuff like, uh, there was a particular trading card series called dinosaurs attack. Now, yeah. if y'all don't, if y'all don't know about those trading cards, look them. And, and if you like metal horror and gore, I'm actually surprised that those fucking things were, uh, were circulating at, I think it was from 1988. I was a kid. I was like five when these things were out. Anyway, do yourselves a favor look up dinosaurs attack. You'll thank me later because of how crazy the artwork is. Nice. And anyway, so that's what really caught my attention from this particular artist. And I asked the guys, like, Hey, uh, how about we, uh, how about we get the dude that did municipal wastes album covers? And everyone was like, cool. They're like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, look him up. And so I did, I, I went to his website and, and, uh, I found his email. And so I messaged him. And by the way, his name's Andre Buzikov. Uh, really freaking awesome guy, like super nice. Like, uh, I went ahead and I messaged him and I, I basically, uh, from what I remember that I was like, Hey, Andre, how you doing? Um, just want to let you know, I'm a big fan of your artwork. Uh, and I wanted to know if, if we could commission you to do a, a piece for us, uh, keep in mind though, we're not, we're not a signed band or anything where we're, you know, we're uh, right now just starting off. You know, I wanted to put it out there just in case, like, I didn't know if he only specifically worked with bands that were on labels. I, I didn't know how that was going to work. Uh, but, but of course, like he messaged me right back and was just like, Oh, absolutely, man. And, uh, you know, I'd love to work with y'all. It didn't even matter like what caliber of a band we were like, you know, he was super down for it. And so, um, yeah, we, we went ahead and, uh, I, I, I got the, you know, his blessing that he'd want to work out for us. And then from there we discussed me and the, the guys, we discussed what it was that we might want to see on the album cover. And, um, it, it's, it's very easy to tell that, that we love, horror movies we love sci-fi we love everything that that basically came out of like the 80s essentially it was just something that we grew up with and just looking at the cover itself it's obvious that you're seeing this monster just pulling off these like dead bodies off of a pit of spikes and uh i guess to sum it up what we what we wanted was like you know what let's get like a thing like the thing movie type of monster it could be just like a mutant because that's what we are you know the crew mutation and let's get, have them just feeding off of like people that, that were on a piss spikes. And, and, you know, like I said, going back to me being uh, really into to video games and fighting games in particular, one of the main things you, you, you might think of is mortal Kombat, just because the, the pit of spikes is what, like, I know it freaked me the fuck out when I was a kid, when I saw that happen for the first time, like you see someone get knocked up into the air and landed on a, like just a bed of spikes. So to me, I was like, you know what, let's, let's do something like that. So, uh, we did kind of like a rough concept sketch and sent it to Andre and right away he was like, dude, hell yeah, this is going to be awesome. And sure enough, like he, he went ahead and delivered, man. Like it, it was a very, uh, it was very awesome to actually have someone, uh, of that status, like being, being able to work with us. And then the end result was like, dude, that's, that's awesome. You know what I mean? It, it put a smile on our faces just because, you know, we're, we're fans of that stuff. And, and I'm a big fan of, of, of his art. And it was just a really great feeling to see that come together. And what made it even more special was when, um, 
Thomas from Redefining Darkness, uh, when he was uh, talking to us about, you know, the the album and all that. And he asked, like, do you have any of the artwork done? And we we're like, boy, do we, you know what I mean? So <laughs> we showed it to him and he was just like, Oh sick, man. Like, yeah, Andre's done like some of the, the covers for some of our bands on here as well. So it was almost like, like the perfect match. You know what I mean? Like, um, he was really interested in us and we had already had an album cover ready to go. And like, he, he got it. He knew what we were going for and it fit perfectly uh with his lineup on the on the on the label so very great experience uh shout out to andre for just being a really cool down-to-earth guy that that just kicks ass at making metal album covers so yeah it's awesome Dude, i'd love to see that on a t-shirt mm-hmm. he popped it out real fast like he like, yeah. it was like two weeks or something like it was yeah, quite super professional guy like very professional and then that's always a great combination when you have someone that's 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 hungry you know what i mean like he's like dude uh, of course i'd love to do this album cover and then it shows the amount of uh time and effort that he put into it and at a very professional level delivered um and yeah we were very extremely happy with everything that came from the cover yeah no i i agree you gotta have a really cool um album art and you know just having uh, an established artist uh just gives a lot of credibility like um mm-hmm. like you know like it's going to be good just you know based on like, yeah. the, the the you know the musician's decision to to pick a a well-known artist so yeah yeah and and like i said we wanted to be as like um i guess professional as possible as i do let's go all out let's get someone that that to me you know growing up uh listening to these bands that with the with the album covers that he's done it would have never been a thought in my head like oh man that'd be really cool if like i later on life i had him do an album cover for me and sure enough like he did it for us and yeah awesome yeah i uh, i spoke to a band um in the texas i think they're from like the dallas area tribal gaze um yeah they kind of had a similar thing they were unsigned and they reached out to the artist paulo girardi uh, it's like an italian artist mostly does like death metal uh album okay. art but yeah they were like they said they like reached out to him and like they were able to get a, um, their album cover by him. And, um, yeah, cool band too. Uh, shout out tribal gaze, um, tribal gaze. Gotta check them out. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, they kind of like have the same, uh, similar like uh, interest as you guys. It sounds like they, they oh, were really? really into video games and they oh, named yeah. their band after resident <laughs> evil five. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got to check that out for sure. Yeah. But, um, go, going back to like, uh, plans for the, the band, like, are you guys, hoping to do do like a tour or, you know, just get on more live shows. Of course we'd love to do that. Um, right now with everything going on, it's kind of hard to tell when it's a, I guess like a, like a good idea or a great idea. Um, but it's for us, I mean, we're still pumping out new tunes. Like while we're not playing shows as much as we'd like to, uh, when, and if we do decide to like tour, we're going to be ready for it for sure. Nice. Um, and then, uh, kind of going, I'm kind of towards the end of my uh, questions, but, um, is there, uh, any like, um, like bands you want to like shout out or anyone that we should, you know, check out, um, from your guys' area? Well, uh, so down here, um, we have, a we actually have some, uh, death metal, uh, 
uh, veterans down here, uh, severance, you know, they've been around like, man, since like the late eighties or something like that. Sounds about right. Yeah. And, and, uh, in case, uh, anyone's never checked them out before, they're pretty much like the death metal, uh, godfathers, at least in my opinion down here, just because they've been around for so long and are still writing really great stuff. Nice. I got to check them out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, blast perversion, you know, Danny and, and John's, uh, other band. Uh, and in fact, John, uh, on guitars just, uh, wrapped up, uh, the recording of his other project, Visions of Annihilation, with another friend of ours, uh, Izzy, and they were working on putting that out uh, through Australia Industries. So shout out to, to John, Izzy, um, and Visions of Annihilation. Uh, I mean, we every time we get together, like we we as a band, as Cryptic, we we hang out pretty frequently. Even if we're not gonna play music, we just like hanging out with each other because we're just friends and. Uh, you know, once the beer starts flowing and the tunes start going, you know, we'll start hearing some like tracks from that, that album that's coming up. And it's just straight up brutality all the way through catchy ass riffs, real heavy stuff. So be on the lookout for that. That's going to be really cool. Um, you know, another band that I've, you know, through this whole process, I've, I've become, you know, you reach out to people, another label mate, uh, stench collector, another really awesome band from like the, the new england area super cool dudes they put out uh an album not that long ago i can't say the title i have it right here uh yeah i'm never gonna say it right the florium <laughs> du jour crazy album artwork uh, i got a really cool vinyl of it it's like a lime slime green vinyl super cool dudes uh and uh yeah, I mean, there's a, two, a shout out again also to Tombstoner. I have, I have a really cool uh, story. I was at a bar not that long, a few months ago, and uh, the bartender was wearing a Tombstoner cap. And like I saw it, but it didn't click with me right away. And uh, I was like, oh crap, that's that band is on our same label. How cool is that? And so I, I just thought that was really cool. Nice. Uh, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check out those bands. Um, I mean, I'm always just you know, hungry to listen to new music and, and especially with Bandcamp and like, you know, just social media. Um, it's, it's really, really cool to find new bands. I don't know. It's kind of like, yeah. it's like, a I don't know, it's not an obsession, but I just, I just, oh, uh, yeah. it keeps, keeps my mind occupied. I mean, it's, it's cool. One of the recent bands, I'm not even too sure. Like, uh, what their status is as far as like if they're still writing and stuff like that. But a band I got really into was a uh, necro Panther. I think they were called that. Those guys were really, really rad. Um, they, uh, they definitely play a uh, guitar wise. Like they play what I, what I enjoy a lot. And it's almost like that. Uh, they kind of sound like, um, uh, oh, who am I thinking of, uh, skeleton, Witch. that's what they sound like. So if you like that band, you should definitely check out a uh, necro Panther. Awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, bands in the, like Arizona, uh, that's getting a lot of like recognition. I mean, recognition on a, like, you know, within the death metal scene, one, mm-hmm. one band I've been really, uh, like just listen to a lot is thorn thorn, thorn. You know, like a one man, uh, death metal, uh, project, oh. but, Oh, nice. Yeah. It's sick. It's like super heavy and like kind of like death doom and just a lot of like atmosphere. Like, you know, you can tell he's like really, building uh, an atmosphere with uh with the album so yeah 
That's rad. Kind of like a putrid pile, the one man death metal band. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> legend. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but uh, I think those. That's pretty much uh, the end of my uh, questions. But um, yeah, I really appreciate you guys taking uh, time out of your day to talk with me, and you know, let me share uh, your music too. All right, that was my interview with Cryptic Mutation members Chris and Fred. Uh, yeah, if you haven't checked out their album Pulp from the Pit, yeah, do so. You can stream it on Spotify or one of the other streaming services. Or if you go to the Redefining Darkness or Cryptic Mutation Bandcamp, you can you know, pick up the digital album or the uh, physical CD um anyway yeah i really appreciate everyone listening and um yeah uh really hope to keep talking to more you know just bands either locally nationally um yeah i'm definitely reaching out to uh different bands um yeah i just like you know talking about you know music and hearing from the artists themselves and i really like hearing a lot of the behind the scenes stuff like you know who did the album artwork, you know, how did they record, you know, the process of, um, you know, just putting out, uh, metal music. So, uh, again, yeah, thank you. And, um, yeah, I will talk to you later. Be safe. Yeah. Take care.